Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use. Safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are a new Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code COLIN so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, that'd be me. Three and Out Podcast, that'd be what you're listening to. And we like to call this a little weekend bag. Not a bag of money, uh, though I hate that term. Get your bag. Well, no one's paid in bags of money. This isn't the Italian mob. You're paid in direct deposits. But that's I'm not going to go on that rant right now. This is the Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. It's just my name, as you see on the podcast. Two Fs, though a lot of my uh, former employers have never spelled it correctly. Two Fs. And slide up into those direct messages. Get your question answered here on the show. I usually do. For I know we got a lot of new people. We got a we got an ever growing show uh, to the podcast, and I, I throw one on usually on Tuesday show at the back end. And we've been separating this from Friday show to just put on the weekend because I know some of you guys mowing lawns, going on walks, just doing what people do. So I uh, like to provide you with a little weekend content, and that's what we do here. 
with the mailbag. Again, just my name, fire in those DMs like Andrew just did. I will start with his question. Longtime listener, enjoyer of Tito's and a Panthers fan. Uh, I'm also an enjoyer of Tito's, not a Panthers fan, though uh, I'm recording this on Saturday morning. Uh, Baker Mayfield, well, I mean, let's be real. Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback. If Trevor Lawrence lives up to the hype and develops into a top 10 quarterback over the next few years, should he stay with the Jags for a second contract or find a way to get out of there? Thanks, man. Can't wait for the start of the season. Agree. There's something... You know, I've been going to these NFL, I mean NFL, I've been going to 49er practices, and you know, you get home, you turn on NFL Network in the background, they're all over. You know, football, hard knock started, the Hall of Fame game, though I I did feel for the first time, Thursday night, seeing Belichick, Friday night, Trey Lance throwing a touchdown, Deshaun Watson playing, getting booed at the Jags, it felt like football was back, and I'm not going to lie. It felt great. I mean, I I know it's still kind of fake football because so many teams, I mean, Aaron Rodgers on the sideline and sweats, but it's, it officially started to feel like football is back. You know, practice is awesome for the coaches and the undrafted free agents trying to make the team, but for us fans, and ultimately I'm closer to you than I am, you know, anything else, it felt right. You know, football is in the air. I would say if Trevor Lawrence lives up to the hype and becomes a stud, the hard part of it, the NFL is what are his options? You know, he's, he's kind of stuck. They have a five-year contract, right? When you get drafted in the first round, you got four years and a fifth-year option. And then you got multiple years of franchise tags. So they kind of got him by the, you know, you know what? He, I don't think he has that many options. And let's face it, he does not feel like the type guy to ruffle feathers that way. In, in what world, if you were Trevor Lawrence, obviously going one is awesome and gets you a little bit more money than two or three, but would you have not taken the tactic of going, I'm not playing for the Jags, so I'm coming to the NFL, I'm declaring for the draft, but under no circumstances will I go to the Jacksonville Jags. Like, say what you want, Eli Manning and his father, Archie, it worked. Got him to New York out of the Chargers, who just never really win and are cheap, got him to the New York Giants. And it changed the you know trajectory of his career. And, you know, would Eli, who knows how it would have played out, but I'd say that aged pretty well. Mailbag. With the NFL appealing Watson's suspension and the potential of the NFLPA appealing and suing the NFL over whatever the outcome is, I wonder if this would actually hurt Watson more. If he ends up being able to play the whole season under appeal and then the one-year suspension is upheld and served next year, he actually loses way more. This might be what the NFL actually wants to stick it to Watson in Cleveland and make them pay for the ridiculous contract. Thoughts? I don't know. Uh, because ultimately, it's not the NFL's money. And the contract is signed. So whether he loses $45 million next year because he plays this season and gets suspended next season or not, you know, it it doesn't impact the construct of the way the deal went down in terms of what's on the contract, right? He's guaranteed the money. So when I'm negotiating for my client, whoever the next star quarterback is, Herbert, 
you know, Lamar, I guess he doesn't have an agent, but you know what I mean. I'm using the Watson deal. Whether he gets suspended or not is irrelevant to me. The contract's already been signed. So I hear what you're saying. You could stick it to Watson like financially in his pocket. But I, I think they're more consumed with just getting some, making this final, getting this figured out. I mean, it's just not ideal to have him. I saw he commented. It looked like the hotel before the game. It would have been Friday night. And I, I, he was talking to some reporter, and he said he was sorry for, he didn't say his actions, like, sorry, he didn't mean to hurt all these women emotionally. It's just very bizarre. I, they want this to go away. And, and this is what I will say. The NFL did not create this situation. This is 100% on Deshaun Watson. And then the situation of the contract is on the Browns. Like, there are two people to blame, but ultimately the contract is signed. The deal is set. The precedent is set. So it's not going away. You can't, like, no one's ripping up that contract. I mean, the Browns probably would. Deshaun Watson definitely is not. I hear what you're saying. I don't think that's the case at all. I I think they're just trying to get this over with. What is your opinion on Levi Stadium? As a South Bay native, the location is convenient, but I feel like the team does belong in San Francisco. The stadium also feels a little bit lackluster compared to others in the league. How long before the team ends up back in San Francisco? Never. It's not happening. That ship has sailed. I saw how difficult, and so did everyone around here, Joe Lacob to build a basketball arena, which is much smaller, uh, and it was a complete pain in his ass slash borderline impossible to pull off. What he pulled off, especially self-financing it, is one of the most remarkable accomplishments we've ever seen in business in Northern California. I I can't even imagine how, and even he, this is the reason he talks about it all the time. It was a monumental business achievement. One, there's no room. Like, there's no place to put it. And two, it's it's just not happening. Like, that stadium is set down there forever. Now, personally, where I live in California currently, for how long? The only time will tell. Uh, It's not ideal. I guess Candlestick was closer, though Candlestick was a complete dump. So if you don't live in the South Bay... It sucks, but once you're there and the football game's going, like I've been to a playoff game there. It was awesome. I went to a couple Monday night football games. It was really cool. Once the if the game and the team is good, the stadium is fine. To me, it's easy to nitpick the stadium, which it had its flaws. the The turf was awful early. Uh, the sun. I've never sat on the sun side on a day game. Obviously, beats down, but it's never going to be. SoFi Stadium or Jerry's Palace. It's just, you know, part of it is when when you put a stadium in the heart of Silicon Valley, and when I say Silicon Valley, I just mean like Dell, IBM, uh, all these companies, just Tesla or just right around it, it, it feels a little weird. There is, you go to Seattle Stadium in the heart of the city, you're like, this is badass. But that's that ship has sailed. And, you know, is it a mistake? You could argue... It probably was never possible. At the time the stadium was built, the Yorks did not have the money like Lakeup to finance a stadium. So they needed the help of the city. And I don't blame them. You know, like they, they weren't, they, they've made dramatically more money this last seven, eight years post stadium than they ever had without it. So they were a little like Mark Davis in the sense of like they could not do it on their own, they needed help. The only way they could get the help was if the city got involved. 
And that just wasn't going to happen in San Francisco. Ever. It's never happening again. <laughs> you know? So, like, Joe Lake self-financed the whole thing. And a basketball arena is takes up much less space than a football stadium. So, it, it sucks. But the stadium, it just, that's where they're playing. Forever. Like, I, I don't expect them to get a new stadium again, ever. <laughs> Saints fan here. Over the years, I noticed you never group Drew Brees in when you discuss the top quarterbacks. Brady, Manning, Rodgers, Roethlisberger. Do you not put him in that tier? Since Drew joined the Saints in 06, the only team to win more games than the Saints have been the Patriots, Packers, and Steelers. And for the majority of his tenure in New Orleans, we were winning in spite of pitiful defense. What are your thoughts? I think Drew Brees is a fantastic player. I think he's like the less mobile, modern-day Steve Young. Elite accuracy, awesome player, great guy, great team leader. But Brady, Manning, Rodgers in a different universe than Drew Brees. And personally, I think Roethlisberger, when he was good, was much better than Drew Brees. Now, is Drew Brees a Hall of Famer? 100%. Do I think Drew Brees is an elite player? I do. But maybe I just forget him because all those guys are better. You know? I, I, I don't mean necessarily to leave him out. He just... Now, he's been retired now for a year. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm not some Drew Brees hater. But I'm also not some Drew Brees truther. You know, I, I think he benefited greatly from the scheme and the coach. Uh, again, he was good. But I, I, I can't put him in the same breath. I mean, Brady Manning and Rodgers are three top five quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> three top six quarterbacks of all time. Like, Drew Brees is not a top ten quarterback. Now, Roethlisberger isn't either, but... Like, when they're both in their prime, who's better? Like, I don't think Drew Brees could hold Roethlisberger's jock. I just don't. And I don't think any team in the league would have taken Drew Brees over Roethlisberger, including Sean Payton, if he had his choice. Now, I get Sean Payton's very indebted to Drew Brees, and he would tell you he would take Drew Brees, but let's face it. If I got five years in their prime, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, we're all taking Ben Roethlisberger. But I hear what you're saying. And what he did for your city, unquantifiable. What he meant for the franchise, unquantifiable. Well, I mean, technically it is quantifiable. Super Bowl, playoffs all the time, bunch of wins, national relevancy. So it's very quantifiable. But the, you guys know anyone that lives in that area, it's much more than that. So I think Drew Brees' impact is like he brings an intangible element. Like ultimately Roethlisberger, they liked him because he was good at football. His intangible stuff was like, yeah, I wish he would have been in a little better shape. <laughs> Drew's was like, this guy meant everything for our region of pro football in, in the SEC country. Made pro football important. So I, I can't, I'm not trying to hate on him because I, I do love him as a player. Broadcaster, I, I told everyone he was going to be terrible. I was right. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, John. Uh, Hope you're doing well. Huge fan of the pod. Listen, I do financial planning One of my partners out of Indianapolis specializes in working with NFL and NBA players as well as business owners. He was just recognized by Forbes. Not assuming you're in the market for anything, we do have an advisor. He's NFLPA, registered agent. I think at minimum you'll find the conversation. So it's a little pitch here. Uh, You know, my financial planner in 2022, you're listening to him. His name's John Middlecoff. And you know what? He's been pretty lucrative for myself. He doesn't charge a commission. Everything he makes pumps right back to me. So we are tied at the hip. We're partners. And, uh, you know, I enjoy it. I, You know, when you're a podcaster, and that's what I am. I'm a full-time podcaster. 
you got time to dabble in some other things. I can be my own financial advisor. I can, you know, hopefully as we transition into some moves, run a little Airbnb operation on the side. Like, I'm not working, you know, I'm not working for Belichick 20 hours a day or going into one thing. Like, I got time to do some other things. And financial planning for for my client, John Middlecoff, I really enjoy because, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I have some skin in the game, you could call. And it's like a little passion project of mine that... I like. Now, maybe one day as the bunny keeps growing, uh, you know, you got to ask some tough questions. So, but as of right now, and I, you're not alone. I mean, other people have, I, I think people think like, middle has got millions. Like, you know, it's, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with, uh, with being my own financial planner right now. Maybe as, as young, as young John Jr. comes or uh, family builds or whatever, may have to ask some different questions, but not in the, not in the, uh, in the finding mode for one of those right now. As a Pats fan, all the talk leading up to the season, I'd be happy to go above 500. If this season is a disaster, everyone thinks that everyone thinks it's going to be, you'd have to think Bill's job will be on the line. If we do lose our head coach, who the hell do we hire? No one stands out as someone the Crafts would want to bring on. Would we go to college or try an existing head coach? Only people I can think the real options would be Lincoln Riley why leave USC? He wouldn't. Maybe Harbaugh or Lane Kiffin. Thoughts? It's weird, right? Bill should have unlimited job equity. But is Bill just going to hang on if, let's say, just say they go 7-10 and 10 this year? And it's like, where are they going? Does Bill just quit? Retire? Now, you'd say he's pretty prideful. He's going to walk away when they're down. I just wonder if at his age, he gets a little tired I think it's really hard unless they go like two wins and build just the Patricia thing is an all-time disaster that they can fire him. But I, I would say that you'd have to acknowledge the fact as he gets up there in age, if the team gets shitty, you're like, is he going to keep doing this? Uh, I So that could be, that's interesting in the sense of, I, I think I have a hard time seeing the crafts fire him, honestly. But who they're going to hire, how could anyone have an educated guess? They've had the same guy for decades. And the one guy that you would have said would replace him just is the Raiders head coach. So that's that's not possible. Like, they're not hiring Josh McDaniels. He's not an option. And if this season is awful, and whether they went nuclear and fired Bill or he quit, clearly they wouldn't touch Joe Judge or Matt Patricia. Those guys are not options. So Eric Mangini hasn't coached for him ever. I, I have absolutely no clue. I would be hard-pressed to think they would go from Bill Belichick to Lane Kiffin. But to even try to guess who they would hire after Belichick is impossible without kind of knowing them personally. You just have, you have no evidence. None. None. I I would, I, I would, they would probably lean offense given they have a young quarterback. But again, completely educated guess. Uneducated guess, I guess the way you would say it. Uh, I have two questions. This is from Chris. For discussion, but date have heard nobody to date and have heard no one talk about it. With NIL developments in college sports, what is stopping schools from exceeding 85 scholarship limit for football? If the NCAA has no teeth, is this likely to change? Well, I'm pretty sure it has to do with a set number based on Title IX. 
And football is not relatable to any sport because of the size of the roster. But I, I don't think it's about that they can't afford to put all the walk-on guys on scholarship and have 100 scholarships. I think it has more to do with the balance of the scholarship number, right? Basketball gets 12, women's basketball gets 12, baseball gets 11 and a half, uh, softball gets, I think it has more to do with that than it does. I hear what you're saying. If, you know, if um, the NCAA is falling apart, then yeah, it might be on the table. But 85, you only play 22, you know, you only have, you don't need 100 scholarships. Let's be real. I I don't think that it's necessary. Do you see another live style scenario developing for sports other than golf? What's stopping a new sports league fueled by unlimited money and desire to disrupt the status quo? Well, the difference is, let's just pick the other three major team sports. I guess it could happen in individual sports like tennis. But in basketball, football, and baseball, for example, in America, all the best players get a shitload of money. You know, Bryce Harper makes $35 million. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Jokic. I mean, all the top basketball players make stupid amount of cash. In football, well, how are the star players doing? Well, obviously, all the quarterbacks make forty to $50 million. Well, what about the second? What about the wide receivers and tackles and pass rushers? Oh, they make twenty-five to $30 million. Trent Williams makes $22 million. You know, the, what does uh, Aaron Donald make $25 million. Tyreek Hill makes $27 million. Devontae Adams makes $25 million. Part of the thing with golf is these guys had to earn that money. And even if you had a good season on the golf course, you made like $10 bucks if you didn't win the FedEx. Now, if you got $30, $40 million off the course, but Patrick Mahomes goes, yeah, the Chiefs pay me $40 million, but I make another $40 million off the field. Phil Mickelson goes, I made my $70 million last year. 65 of it was off the course. So it's the other sports are protected by the salaries. Their guys are paid a premium to play, and it's guaranteed. So when the season starts, Clay Thompson's making $38 million, whether he has a, whether he's an all-star or not. Right? When the season starts, I'm just trying to pick a player. Manny Machado is making $35 million. Whether he hits 40 home runs or whether he hits four. In golf, if I have an awful season, I'm Ricky Fowler. I'm barely hanging on. And you can do the, well, he makes a ton off the course. Well, yeah, but what if he they guaranteed him $15 million when the season started? And that's kind of what Liv's doing. No, it's not kind of. It's what Liv's doing. To me, the other sports are protected by the premiums that are paid. The, the, the average NBA salary is $7 million. We all watch, you know, I guess we all don't. I mean, seeing the ratings, but. A lot of NBA players that I watch go, this guy's making what? Uh, this team's winning 20 games, you're paying him what? It doesn't even add up. Baseball, same thing. It's like, wait, you're giving this guy, you're giving Mike Trout, again, great player, everyone loves him. Your team sucks. So it's clear, like in baseball, having a couple sweet players. I mean, the Angels have, when Trout's healthy, two of the best players in the league. They, they, they can't win 80 games. So it, it, financially, it's like, where's the ROI? I don't even get it, but it's how the business works. What's up, John? Would love to chat with you and grab a coffee or drink with you. Love and respect the knowledge about the game and, and here in the Bay. Would love to learn from you and your body of work. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I've never been a big, like, coffee date guy. Not with a significant other, but with, like, to go meet and drink coffee. 
Uh, this might sound crazy. I like drinking my coffee alone, right? <laughs> Especially in the morning. Like I, I like uh, coffee is something I like sharing with myself and I. Now the drinks, different story. Love having a good cocktail with somebody. But I've never understood. Like, let's go grab a coffee. I'm, I'm not even. This is you're not alone here, Joey. A lot of people. Just I'm not saying to me. I'm just saying in general. Like, let's go talk coffee and talk shop. You know, I, I like drinking my coffee by myself, and I get cold brews so I can slam it. Like I, I don't. My, my coffee doesn't take an hour and a half to drink. I, I don't have time for hot coffee anymore. You ever had a cold brew? Way more powerful, way easier to drink, and way easier to slam. So I hear you on the cocktails, but I, I've never understand understood the concept. I, I get it, I guess, if it's hot, but it takes forever to sip. Uh, what do you? Are you just talking business? Can't we do that on a Zoom? Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, I saw your IG post about Hard Knocks being good again. I've become burned out by it in recent years, so I didn't watch the first episode. Would you recommend it? I also think All or Nothing on Amazon was better than Hard Knocks. Do you agree? Uh, I've only seen one All or Nothing, and that was with uh, that was with the Cardinals years ago and Bruce Arians. It was pr- it felt pretty good. Uh, I would say highly. Uh, I would recommend this first episode. Now, can it consist throughout the whole preseason? Only time will tell. But I, I promise you that that was a fantastic first episode. It it really was. Dan Campbell, the the team, the whole thing. It, it was very very likable. Hey John, love your podcast. Keep it rolling. You mentioned a crypto you prefer. Can you remind me of which one? Ada is the one I own. It's called Cardano. Uh, can you remind me which you like and a synopsis on why you like it? Well, I follow people in the space and they constantly talk about these smart contracts uh, in developing nations, Africa, India, which obviously have a lot of people. And that is kind of my logic on, I, I didn't bet my life savings. So if this does not work out, it felt like everyone was playing the hits and I, you know, with Bitcoin, I just wasn't going to get in on Bitcoin. Not that I don't believe in it. Just I haven't invested anything in it. Though I, I do believe in it. Like I think Bitcoin probably works. Uh, I do regret not buying Ethereum when it was a thousand dollars. And I think there are a lot of parallels. The guy that that started and own. I guess he doesn't own it because anyone can own it. But the 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 brains behind Cardano, I'm pretty sure, were a guy that created Ethereum. So it's similar logic there. Uh, I. I I'm not some crypto uh, historian here. It's there's some gut feel. There's just I've heard people talk about it over the years that gave me some confidence in taking a swing. That's what I'm doing, taking a swing because ultimately I believe that some of the staying power in crypto makes some sense about the ability to do everything online in terms of just the ease of some of these financial transactions that are such a pain in the ass now that in 10, 20 years could transition that way. It might be might be less time. Uh, and I just went with something a little more off the beaten path that I, I do think a guy that started one of the big boys is behind. So I said, why not? And I, I don't think you should do this. I, I guess it was my logic at first because you know when you see Bitcoin at $30,000, it makes you, you would never buy a stock that's $30,000, right? But in Bitcoin, you can buy fractions of it. And that, that I just, I mean, at the time when Bitcoin was humming and I was starting to buy, it was like $80,000. So 
So I wasn't going to do that. And then even Ethereum was like $4,500, which, God, I'm kicking myself. It was $1,000. Even if you just put, you know, $1,000, you would have doubled your money. It's almost, it was a $1,900 when I looked yesterday. Uh, but yeah, this is not, not telling anyone, recommending anything. I just did myself, took a swing. I, that's That was my ultimate logic with the crypto space as something to get aggressive with uh, that could be boom or bust. I, I'm okay with it going to zero and disappearing. I don't think it's going to, but that's I, I play the stock market a little bit differently than crypto. A lot of people have been down on the Falcons, but I think they can be a sleeper team this year. How do you feel about Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's approach on the big cap season? I have a hard time seeing them be very good. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I don't believe in their offensive line. Mariota's their starting quarterback. Their defense was horrendous last year. Uh, I, I, if I had to bet right now, I think they're drafting near the top five. I think they're drafting near the top five, more likely than being a, uh, sleeper team to make some noise. Why is everyone always glass half empty on the Patriots? Every year it's the same merry-go-round where people shit on the Patriots and they end up being fine. Do you think this year will be any different? I don't think that was the case last year. I think most people were like, you know, Belichick's going to be pissed off. He's got all these guys returning that missed the 2020 season because they opted out. Uh, Mac Jones is going to be a huge upgrade over what Cam was in 2020. I picked him to make the playoffs. Uh, I thought they would be good on defense. I thought Bill, Bill would be just a man on a vengeance tour. And he was. He won 11 games. He made it to the playoffs. I think this year's a lot different. Matt Patricia's the fucking offensive coordinator. Say that out loud. How could any human take that seriously? They can't. And they won't. And they don't. And that's why they are shorting the Patriots. But I think, I don't want to say universally. I think people were rooting against them last year. But I think most level-headed, non-biased people thought the Patriots were going to be very competitive last year. And they were. Especially they started, weren't they? Didn't they start one and four? So I I I don't think it was universally last year like it is now. And I think right now is strictly because of Matt Patricia. If Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, they're going to be solid again. They're going to win 10 games. But I, when you see that guy <laughs> calling offensive plays, I don't know what to tell you. How can anyone go, yeah, Matt Patricia. If he was a free agent, how many teams would hire him as the offensive coordinator? College and pro. The answer is zero. 100% it's zero. Not one. So I, there's a difference with glass half full or glass half empty in this situation. I think this situation is pretty unique to the Patriots' last 20 years. I think sometimes they have been undervalued because people go, oh, they're not going to be as good this year. That is not the case this year. To me, it's strictly that I think it's their offensive coordinator. Okay, last thing. Is there something happening weird with Lamar's contract? I'm a Ravens fan who is skeptical of Lamar, but he's obviously proven to be a special player. It seems like the Ravens want this deal done, but with no agent, the whole situation seems a bit off. Is it just a matter of time, Lamar wanting more than Kyler and Deshaun? I have to think the Ravens would back up the Brinks truck for him. Lamar is a great player and good guy, but isn't he kind of in a weird spot with no agent? Yeah, I think the thing that would benefit Lamar with an agent would simply be, Lamar, we are not taking snaps till they give us a piece of paper and we sign it with a large sum of money. 
We, we cannot risk in practice someone falling on your foot, you slipping and tearing an ACL, anything that we're just not doing. Now, all hold-ins are not created equal, right? What Kareem Hunt was doing is like, what, what are you doing, bro? But when Debo Samuel and TJ Watt held in, we, we go, we get it. They're elite players. They deserve some coin. To me, that is Lamar Jackson. You do not practice. Because if you practice, what leverage, you're given all the leverage, like what's the Ravens rush? Because any team would gladly just play things out. I would much rather play things out than pay you, even if you are a great player. It, it allows me some cap, cap, uh, cap flexibility. What's Lamar's fifth-year option this year? Like $25 million, I think? So I'm with you. I, I think Lamar, his lack of... One thing I've learned as I've gotten older, like when I was in my 20s, I was very... I didn't have any leverage in any of my jobs. So I was always hesitant to, you know, I, I guess you'd say stand up for yourself. Like go, this makes no sense. I deserve more money or I won't do this because you were so worried about kind of getting pushed around where if you, even if I was young and had leverage, I, I don't know if I would have got that much more aggressive. And that's where I do think it's a hard position for a guy that's 25 years old who is a high character guy to start kind of like demanding some shit. He clearly isn't. And he's kind of getting pushed around by the Ravens without them pushing him around. And that's where an agent goes, this is bullshit. This guy resurrected your franchise. John Harbaugh, you were going to get fired. He, John Harbaugh was fired until Lamar Jackson came around. Saved his career. And now, here's the thing. They're paying Lamar Jackson $23 million this year. We can argue is Lamar 45, 40, whatever. He's definitely worth more than $23 million based on the quarterback pay scale. So I think the thing that he misses out most with an agent is someone that's unemotional and can fight for you. And that's the one thing anyone listening to this, probably over 35, over 40, the longer you're in business, the more you're like, I don't give a shit. I'll say whatever I believe because it's fucking my money. I deserve this. I'll negotiate this. Now, you don't deserve anything. You get you deserve what you negotiate. And the, the older you get, I think you realize that it is, it's easier to be much less. I'm not emotional with business. I'm not emotional with any of this stuff. I say it all the time. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I, my love of sports is nowhere near what it used to be. And it would be you'd be hard-pressed to meet any human being from like 10 years old to probably my mid-20s that love sports more than me. But it's become my business. It's become the way that I earn cash. And the better it goes, the more cash I earn. And I've become, I still like watching football, but my relationship with it with has changed so much because it's all about how I make money. And it's cool. Like, you know, I got to do what I love and in, intertwine it with the way that I, you know, have a job. But when anything becomes a job, you just, and the longer you do it, you become unemotional about it. It's why a lot of older players go, I've learned it's a business. It numbs you. And I, I was not numb about sports when I was 18 years old or 22. It, it was my life. It was my passion. And it's still, I mean, a passion for me, but it's money comes first. <laughs> you know, this is this podcast is my life in terms of how I'm going to 
pay my mortgage, send my kids to college, you know, put chicken on my table. Literally, I'm going to barbecue some chicken this weekend. But I, you just, it's it's hard when you're young. It, it really is. Most people are not super cutthroat elite Steve Jobs when they're 25 years old. It's just not the case. It's much easier to fight for yourself the older you get because you realize like, who gives a shit? The only person fighting for me is me. If I shattered my leg, they'd throw me to the to the side without hesitation. If I stopped producing, they'd cut this podcast in a heartbeat. It's just the way the world works. And you become numb to it. It makes you better. It makes you, it it, it, it hardens your ability to fight for yourself. And I, I think Lamar's in a very precarious situation right now. And he just needs someone who's unemotional to fight for him. That goes, that looks at John Harbaugh and Steve Bashotti and say, this is bullshit. This, this is ridiculous. One dude uh, tried to sleep with every massage therapist in the state of Texas. Another guy, you can't pay him. Literally, you can't pay him to watch film. And they got to combine $230 million, $170 million. It's like $400 million, guaranteed. And my guy, who was drafted at the end of the first round, those two guys were high first-round picks, and they've already made a bunch of money before they even got their contract. Hell, Deshaun already got a second contract, and they ripped it up, and they gave him a third. And my guy, super high character, resurrected your franchise, won an MVP, has won a playoff game, uh, fantastic human being, everyone loves him. He's always just incredible when the microphone's on of being happy and positive. He's everything you want. And, and, you, and you guys are paying him his fifth-year option because you're, let's face it, kind of bullying him because it's he's in like he's practicing right now for you. How are you allowing this to happen? Even if the contract is signed next week or in two weeks, honestly, they they took advantage of the situation. And Lamar's like being taken advantage of because doesn't have anyone to fight for him. Now I'm all for not having an agent like Bobby Wagner or Richard Sherman. Those guys are older, and they've become hardened by experience of seeing guys get cut, guys get screwed. I got no problem. I negotiate for myself. It gets my juices flowing. I like doing it. I had an agent in my late 20s, early 30s for radio stuff. It was a waste of money. I remember my boss telling me, and this is nowhere near, <laughs> this is for like $85,000. Like, hey, I would have given you the same if you would have negotiated yourself. I'm like, what a waste of giving some guy some points. This is, And it was a learning experience for me. But Lamar, like if I was... If I didn't have $180 million and I knew I could get $175, $180 million, I'd have no problem giving someone a couple points to get that deal done and fight for me. That's a lot of money. So I, I, I think the situation is, uh, is, is very pro-Ravens right now. And, you know, Lamar, every snap he takes for him in these practices, I, I, I do believe he is risking way too much. Appreciate everyone listening. Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff. Slide in those DMs. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Talk soon. See you. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.